With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh my God, this summer, I just want to be sitting somewhere in the sun, reading a book all summer long. And I know that's not the reality, but I'm going to build this fantasy in my head and Macy's is going to help me do it. Do it. I'm going to get a caftan. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I need you in one of those giant straw hats yes. that says Bon Voyage. Easy. Guys, check out Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside and beach essentials that we need for our summer and yours too. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant makes navigation a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while you're on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays and they also stress me out. <laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut and I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, calm yourself down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie and I felt better. So all I'm saying is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts, I think you deserve a cookie too. I agree. Guys, Keebler Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies. It's the perfect treat that'll keep you going. 
Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. First of all, you don't know me. <laughs> We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. Well, hey, 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 welcome back everyone. This is episode 15. Suddenly, everything has changed. <laughs> it's all changed. You? It's all changing. It's all changed. Too much change. Air date February 24th, 2004. And the mm. synopsis is after his near-death experience, Lucas decides he made the wrong choice. But what does that mean? <sighs> Did he ever make a choice? I feel that's like That's the whole really... synopsis? Yeah. yeah, that's what it says. There's a lot happening in this episode. A lot of other stuff happened in this episode. Also, before we get started, hey, we just want to say thank you to everyone who came to our live event. We had uh-huh. so much fun with you guys. <laughs> we really can't wait so to do fun. it again. And uh, if you missed it, you know, we will we'll do this again. And we hope that you join us because we really had a ball. So thank you for everyone who, who came. Yeah, I feel like slumber parties need to be. That's our brand, man. We are yeah. slumber party girls. It. That's the first time I've had a slumber party without my children in yeah, f- like forever. Normally, Ages. <laughs> if I see my girlfriends at home, we all have our kids and stuff. Um, I had a really good time, you guys. That was yeah, exactly was so fun. What I needed. <laughs> Fantastic, you know. And we also got to be together while we talked to Paul who really Mm. walked us through a lot of the Dan Scott decision-making, which we saw on Mm. full display in this episode. You know, Paul explained to us that every decision he made was because he loved his kids so much. And so even through all of the, like, horrific stuff he's doing in this episode, he just keeps ringing that bell. He's like, Mm -hmm. it's because I love you. It's because I love you, which is... Mm -hmm. It's interesting because... And we talked about this with Paul last week. If he were just playing it as a villain, mm-hmm. he would be boring. Yeah. But because as an actor, he is coloring Dan's deeply narcissistic, you know, deeply abusive on the page behavior with love. It, it's like toxic love is a really interesting thing to explore because so many people go through it. So many people yeah. come from you know, families where there's generational abuse, yeah. where there's inherited trauma and you start to see it unfold. He he does such a beautiful job with it. It's such a weird thing to be like, oh, Paul, you do such a beautiful job making us all cringe. You are real good <laughs> at being terrible. Listen, the, de- the Deb stuff is killing oh. me. Oh, uh, we're jumping God. out of order in like what happened in this episode, but not knowing what Deb did. Guys, I don't remember. Is it as something as simple as an affair? Because, like, who cares, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, do, and do we really blame her with being married to this sociopath? No. What I'm could so it be? I'm so curious, guys. Was it pain meds? Did she, like, did she end up, like, because uh, I know that was later. But Maybe I'm just jaded at this point. But I'm like, what could she have done that is right. so worse than that bad guy. that she's like, Oh, the town can never know about this. Like the town. I mean, who cares? I suppose we have to remember early aughts, small town, women weren't allowed to do anything wrong. Yeah, that's true. It's a different time. Yeah. Now we're out here making poor choices. (laughs) (laughs) And being like, what do you want from me? I'm a human. You know, It, it weirdly made me think of when we all did the time capsule. Mm-hmm. And 
And Brooke talks about how, you know, you can basically make any mistake and be any kind of average if you're a man, but as a woman, you're not allowed to. Yeah. Mm, and interesting. And I wonder, you know, if we were feeling that, you know, playing high school kids in the early aughts, what were grownups with actual kids? <laughs> what had they been steeped in? I, honestly, like what could Deb have done? Let's let's guess, because I, I figure we're going to find out in the next episode or two. What could I Deb have so. done that would be like, like game changer, deal Scandal. breaker? It's also hard because everyone on our show did every wrong thing. Right. People had addictions. People had affairs. People drunk drove. They did all the bad things. So given the fact that every character on our show has done something ridiculous. Real bad. Like, what could she have done? Like, the only thing I can think of is, like, if she tried to drown Nathan in the bathtub when he was a toddler, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, Horrendous. That, by the way, that's a piece of information that I could see being, like, horrific and would drive a wedge right. between yeah. Nathan and his mother. But if she's kissing some dude on like a business conference, I don't care. Did she embezzle money? <gasps> Who cares? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's not a game changer. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what it would be. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I can't wait to find out. They're really, boy, they know how to draw some things out, but other mm -hmm. things they just speed racer through this whole, I mean, Peyton and Lucas hooking back up again. It was so, it feels so soon. Can't they like just suspend our, our suspense for a little while? They were like, you know, that thing in other TV shows where they don't let the characters get together for a really long time. So the audience really wants it. We're not going to do yeah. that on this show. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do the opposite. Tried and true tested method of uh, drawing people in. Nah. No, this is it's not also, moonlighting. No, they really just skip ahead. Moonlighting. I mean, even in the last episode, you've seen Brooke and Karen sort of begin to have this bonding. Mm -hmm. And and then Lucas wakes up and it's just like, Mom, did Peyton come to see me? Ugh. It's like, <laughs> what? And yeah. Karen's sitting there going, what's going on? But doesn't even get to ask the question till the end of the episode. Her befuddlement was probably the thing I connected with most in this episode. Because even as a viewer, I'm like, buddy, well, I have whiplash. Like, what yeah. is your situation? And I <sighs> also, I really wish that they had. I mean, I get what the show was and with the time that it was on yeah. in terms of being in the early 2000s and what was happening on TV and all that. But, you know, nowadays... I feel like storytelling gets a little more authentic in television in this realm. And mm -hmm. I really wish that they had gone into the depth of why Lucas was so needy. I mean, yeah. his need for love and attention uh, was so intense. Because let me tell you, if I was dating a guy that was talking to me the way that he's talking to Peyton that fast, I wish we could fast forward six months. I just want to be with you. I just love you. It's like, Dude, we just started getting to know each other like a month or two ago. Yeah, really. yeah I mean, school just started. Like, please <laughs> stop it. Quit sending me flowers. Quit showing up on my doorstep. Quit, not that he did showing you flowers, but peace. Also, by the way, everyone shows up at Peyton's house. They just walk in, but we'll get there. But <laughs> so I'm just, guys, Joy has complaints. <laughs> Listen, that's the song I want Jimmy Allen to write about just walking into people's houses. Just like, girl, I don't need a key. But anyway. That's right. I just, I just really wish we had uh, spent some more time understanding why, you know, that's problematic. 
Well, let's break that down then for a second, because we've mm. broken down our own characters. You know, like Brooke needs somebody to cuddle her. She needs a mom mm-hmm. to tuck her in. Peyton clearly has her own bag of shit. You know, Haley yeah. is one of a lot of kids, so creates these really strong boundaries. Mm. Lucas is a kid who I think grew up with a lot of shame because he mm. didn't have a father and everyone yeah. knew who his father was, knew who his brother yeah. was. And so does that shame kind of, I guess, encourage him to want to be with one of these popular girls? Like, mm. if I'm with the captain of the cheerleading squad, does that validate me? If I'm with mm-hmm. this other girl who's even more damaged than I am, does that mm-hmm. make me the hero? So mm-hmm. he's going between being like, he he's going between being the fixer upper and the fixer. You know, mm-hmm. each girl presents yeah. a different path for him. Well, and yeah. so no wonder that he's waffling back and forth. It's what we're starting to understand maybe in this episode for the first time is, oh, as we're looking at what some of the behaviors are, especially for men behaving inappropriately on our show, we already know what our characters did inappropriately. We've yeah. been mortified about it for 18 years. <laughs> like we've thought a lot about it. <laughs> Like, looking at Nathan starting off as a bad guy, looking at the way that Dan treats his families, plural, I think now we're starting to see, oh, what could the motivation underneath the really, at current, bad behavior we see Lucas displaying? And what I think is actually really interesting, and this is where, you know, some of the writing comes in, they were, they were really rushing through it. Whereas Dan got more time to unpack his stuff. Yeah. They they rushed the drama with the kids. They rushed the sex. They rushed the, you know, betrayals. They, they rushed us through a lot. But I think it would have been so nice to see this stuff for Lucas slow down. And mm-hmm. actually, imagine if he'd ever been able to talk to Haley about this. Oh, yeah. yeah. In any scene ever. Not just like, I love her. No, I love her. Even just Haley being like, hey, man, why are you coming on so strong? Like, what is your need here? Because it's actually really selfish. It has nothing to do with these girls. This is about you feeding yourself and trying to get Mm. full of whatever it is that you feel like you're missing. So how can we address that instead of you using these other two people to fill, fill that void in your life? I will just say I'm very proud of the adults we've become because the things we're saying require immense emotional maturity and we've all obviously been to therapy and I think it's great. Oh God, it, we all we <laughs> love you. We did the work, guys. You we've know, done the work and now we see how other yeah, people need to do the work. Yeah. That is the difference between storytelling in 2003 where it was mm-hmm. revolutionary for a boy to be tender. I mean, I feel like James yeah. Vanderbeek on Dawson's Creek was really the first time I saw a boy exhibiting stereotypically like female behavior. Sure. Um, and so our boys lean into that in the world of One Tree Hill. And that mm-hmm. includes like Jake with his daughter, you know? Um, yeah. 2021, though, we could go so much deeper, so much deeper yeah. and really dig Ugh. into why Lucas is making the decisions he's making. I think he's just been rattled by this near-death experience. And so the way you Mm. overcome that is by saying, oh, no, 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 I'm not a victim. I'm not, no, not me. Surely not me. I'm going to go fix someone else who's a disaster, you know, which is Peyton. Peyton's Mm. always the disaster. You're always saving me, you know. To a guy with a hero complex, that's a turn-on. And Mm -hmm. so if he's feeling like, oh, God, no, I was just a weakling who was in a coma for how long? Do we know? 
Was it a week? Two weeks? I feel like it was a couple. Of, I mean, depending on how many times Karen changed her outfit. Was, <laughs> they gave her so many variations of purple shirts. They did. Purple shirt. I don't know. It was probably a week. Maybe maybe less. Yeah, that's a week long. But at least, it's been at least a week. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't tell you how many times I have been. I get, get this little notification pop up. It tells me that I've subscribed to something that I don't know even what it is. And it's like. Oh, $39.99 or $62.45 annually is coming up. Do you want it? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. Going on in, you know, there's too many things going on in my day. When am I going to have time to go dig through all these files and figure out what's what? I need help. And I mm-hmm. think we figured out the way. Rocket Money, it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Yeah, I love how the dashboard just shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and it keeps my spending on track. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash queens. That's rocketmoney.com slash queens. Rocketmoney.com slash queens. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school. And then I get to my office and I take out a nice, cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order. And with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. I think this is such a brilliant invention and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. (laughs) You know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that 
just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can (laughs) reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time. Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand In the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big, huge storage containers of VHS, and he was making TV shows in the late 80s, early 90s that I never got to see. This is my chance. So all of his pilots that never that never aired. Right. I love those old beta tapes. (laughs) So you guys can do this too. join over one point five million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash drama to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. (laughs) Oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like... My life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want. So your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I am frustrated with Peyton in this episode because Mm. she came flying into his bedroom, kissing on him. And my natural assumption as a viewer was, oh, she must know that he broke things off with Brooke. Like, he must have texted her or something. Yeah, I thought that too. Halfway through the scene when he's like, I broke up with Brooke, and she's like, what? No way. (laughs) I'm so mad at her. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
I know. Kid, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to, I, I have to say, it's funny, you know, for everyone listening at home, for the three of us to watch these episodes together, because whenever one of our characters does a terrible thing, we go, oh my God, what is she doing? And the other two of us are dying laughing. And Hillary, I really felt for you in that moment, because you were like, she doesn't even know. She's kissing him and she doesn't even know. She doesn't know. And you were so upset. And we all were just like, why did they do again you got to do what's on the page the script is written it's yeah. our job to do it yeah and and you just know that those are the days when you go to work and you're like i really don't want to do this yeah. i think this is a bad choice it's, do you remember did you call it out on the day i mean well i mean say something i was always anytime i had to kiss anyone you guys know i was a bitch about it i was just like i don't want to do this um yeah i mean i think I was really frustrated because it felt like character assassination. It's like Par- Peyton had done mm. all this work to explain why she's such like an Eeyore, you know? And then mm-hmm. you just got to go and screw it up by kissing this dude. The second he gets out of the hospital, she had exhibited restraint, you know, in all the previous episodes, yeah. you know, where Brooke's holding his hand at the side of the hospital bed and Peyton's just got to yeah. go and clearly Brooke has been in his bedroom. There's plants everywhere. There's crystals <laughs> hanging from the plants. Crystals. <laughs> I don't know who she thinks did that. Um, did we even know what Feng Shui was in 2003? Was that like a new... That was new. I don't know. Now I'm like, is this inappropriate? I don't know. I, it's cultural appropriation, Brooke. I, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But I, I will say it's when we're thinking about the ways that characters exhibit the, the things that make them feel validated for Brooke, it's like, I'm going to take my credit card and go buy all these things and decorate your room. So, you know, I love you. You know, that's, that's the only way she's ever known to do anything. And, and I think it actually draws this really sweet through line later when Peyton is trying to hold steadfast and says like Brooke's my best friend she came over every single day you realize that from the age of nine that's actually been the best validation like the the best version of Brooke is the person who always shows up Mm -hmm. when someone's hurting yeah and and I think that creates the kind of double whammy at the end Peyton's been trying (sighs) to to be the best version of herself and keeps getting sucked back into this thing Oh, Girl, Peyton should have had this wake-up call before she went flying into that bedroom. She didn't just remember at the end of the episode. I don't episode. disagree. I don't disagree. I'm just Brooke's my best friend. There was a lot of there was oh. a lot of sloppiness, a lot of a lot of yeah. messiness. I mean, Peyton leaving her webcam on. <gasps> How about Lucas watching Peyton on her webcam oh while they're God. texting? Oh, God. And she signs off the horror. The sign off. But you guys, okay, so instant messenger for you children out there that were not alive for that era. (laughs) Like, we'd all pretend we were doing our homework. So, like, senior year in high school, we get, like, a family computer where you can get on instant messenger. And you'd pretend to do your homework, but really you were, like, talking to boys. Or someone on the other side of the world, some stranger, because it was instant message. Like, you could connect with somebody that you just didn't make a pen pal. Were you talking to strangers on the internet? For sure. For sure. Joy. Listen, I was a stranger. It was like, I know, but I didn't get that at the time. I was just like, oh, this is cool. Like an instant message. I can just make a pen pal. I would Did like, you meet any princes the on the other side of the world that needed you to, to 
funnel some money for them. <laughs> oh God, I know, right? No, luckily I, I was a smart enough kid not to fall for anything like that. But I printed out is instant message conversations with like certain <gasps> boys that I liked because it was you like, did? oh, heck yeah. You wanted to save it. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kane. What's up, Jimmy Kane? Um, we had this like fight where he was like, you've changed. And I'm like, you've changed. And you're mean and blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, cool. You want to kiss later? Um <laughs> And I loved that conversation. It's still tucked in a journal, like in my desk right now. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, that's a tangent. However, what I love is that Peyton signed off of Instant Messenger, but left the webcam on so he could still see her drawing. But she was like, this conversation's done. I have to stop talking to you. It's actually really funny because I was expecting... At the moment of sign-off, and then when it cuts to Lucas being so wounded, because the sign-off is a deep cut. Oh, yeah. I I thought the next shot would be Peyton, like, throwing a black hoodie over the computer, and she didn't. And I was like, oh, that's... She just left it I was like, that's really a choice. It's... She's cruel in that way, you know, and maybe that's what he's attracted to is that she's unintentionally cruel, so it feels like a challenge. You know, Brooke is so... Just nice to Available. Yeah. Mm. Peyton's a dick. Sorry. You know, it's damage. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I really, I get it. He really is waffling, but you're right. You nailed it. That he's going back and forth between needing to needing to be mm-hmm. with the girl that feels like she loves him. The love is easy. It's available. It's there. And he's just craving love from a praiseworthy source. And Brooke is so popular and so sweet and liked, and that I think really draws him in. And then going back to feeling like he wants to feel like he's worthy. Uh, are capable of helping and being a hero and fixing someone. Mm. I almost wonder if that, because Nathan has kind of always been the male version of Brooke, right? He's like the most popular kid. He's the captain of the team. She's the captain of the cheer squad, whatever. I wonder if in a way, Lucas wanting Brooke's approval is, it's almost like she says, by being with him, she says, you're worthy and by by being with Peyton, he gets to feel like he doesn't need to prove that he's worthy. You know what I mean? Like, like Brooke approves of him and that makes him feel like he's popular enough. But then to be with Peyton, it's like he just is. And then he gets to choose. He gets to be the hero. He gets to be the Nathan or the Brooke in a way. He's got more control in the yeah. Peyton situation for sure. Um, I... I thought you were going to go in the direction of Haley just cleaned up Nathan's ass, right? And since they've done everything together their whole lives, is he unintentionally mirroring Haley by being with Brooke? Is it like, oh, we've done everything together. Like, we're going to rehab popular kids now? Okay, I guess so. Whoa. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting. See what you started? Oh, such an interesting dynamic. No, listen, this is this is what I really want to get into, because I love the psychology of of 2003. The end point we wanted to get to with Haley in this episode of Haley singing is a freaking delight. I love that. But they were like, how do we show that Haley wants to try new things? I know we're going to dress her up real sexy. (laughs) 
straighten her She's hair. She's going to straighten her hair. Yes. We were joking, you guys, watching the episode because both me and Hillary wear turtlenecks at different points. And Joy, you're in that cute, like, um, wrap top. Like ballerina. With the neck. And we were like, Haley's the last collarbone standing. <laughs> That's it. Just it's so full good. kitten in this episode. Yep. Yeah. Was that on the page or had you like asked for that? What was the story? Was what part on the page? What part of it? Getting all the sexy. sexier wardrobe and the different hair and that stuff. No, I don't think I did ask for it. I think that was that was their way of kind of giving Haley a reason to come out of her shell a little bit. I mean, it was a little on the nose. I feel like I want to try new things, like, I don't know, snowboarding or (laughs) maybe singing. (laughs) It's just like a little on the nose. I feel like like we could have drawn that out a little bit more, maybe over a couple episodes. But, uh, Mm. you know, whatever it was, what it was. And um, I'm happy that uh, I got to do that. It was a great song. It's Sarah McLaughlin's song. I loved that album. It was a little low. I wish I I had brought the key up a little bit. But Did you uh, pick that song? <laughs> no, they picked, they, well, they gave me a couple options. They gave me a CD. Somebody gave me a CD in the production office. It was probably Joe Tabola. He handed me a CD and he was like, pick one of these songs. So I. Yo, like, Joy, so, pick a song. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Call me tomorrow. Um, yeah, I went down the list and uh, I, that was one of the ones I liked and it seemed like it was in my register. So yeah, we mm. picked it and I, uh, I had fun. I, I, I played the piano, so I learned. Uh, basically how to play it. And I was really nervous. I was nervous to mm. sing in front of everyone. And um, I thought it was cool. I don't know. I'm, I still it feel was cool. It. I mean, in my mind, you sang the whole show. So it's crazy to me that yeah. there was ever a before time. And so watching it like mm-hmm. begin is exciting. You know, I've totally and, forgotten. And it feels cool because it was after the mid-season finale. Mm -hmm. Like, this is when we've come back for the second half of season one, you know, after January. We kind of know what's going on. And it was so exciting because we all knew you sang. We Mm -hmm. knew you came from musical theater. And, And to begin seeing it in the show... It's funny because having heard you sing now for, um, I mean, my God, almost 20 years, you're right. I I was struck. I was like, oh, it's, it's like low and quiet. And I was going to ask you if it was a choice for you to drop a little and, and start quietly because Haley was scared because it was her first time. I would love to tell you that that's the answer because people would love that juicy little detail, but it's totally not. I just picked the wrong key. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked. Maybe you did it subconsciously. Maybe. Maybe I did. Because you have a bold, like, you can belt like almost no one I know. And for you to kind of hold it back, I was like, oh, she's playing this sweet little baby, Haley. It was nervous for sure. Mm. And, you know, I I think opening up as the song went on – was fun. I, I also don't love my my voice in a recording studio. I'm I'm better live, um, and I always have been. And I don't know if I'm going to agree with that. I, I mean, you're good both ways, babe. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, I just I feel like I've always felt like I missed my calling in just being in musical theater for my whole life because I'm it. I just feel like my voice sounds better live and. So every time we would do this show, I would always have to go into the studio and record something and then lip sync it, which I'm kind of terrible at doing. I'm pretty bad at lip syncing. I don't know anyone and who's then, good and at then, it. And then they sync it up on a sh- on the show. And it still happens in movies too, where they sync it up and it's like just a millisecond off. And mm. I don't understand why they do that, but um, I wish we had done 
And I hope one day I still get the chance to do a musical movie where you can actually sing, like what they did in Les, Les Mis. Or I, I just saw mm. Evan Hansen. I think they did a lot of it there too, where mm. you're, you're just actually singing on the set and you've got an earpiece in with the music playing and you're, you know, singing live and that's the recording they use. Because I think that sounds great. But wow, I'm on a tangent. Sorry. No, you're not. All right. We're going to put I out a call that. to action right now. Joy doesn't know I'm going to do this. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I want someone to start an internet petition. That means all of you. <gasps> For Joy to star in Waitress on Broadway. <gasps> oh, um, yes. My my ve- yes. my business partner at Samuel Sweet Shops, one of the producers, his wife, uh, Adrienne Shelley, wrote and directed the movie. Oh my and God. I want Joy to be the lead in that show so freaking mm-hmm. bad. And I know I'm not the only one. So somebody start a petition. Y'all pass that mm-hmm. thing around because I'm Do fixing it. to go see my girlfriend on Broadway. Oh, Dude, I love I love that you just said that because the whole time you were saying that, Joy, I was like, but what's the Broadway show you want to do? That was going to be my question. Sugar, and I like that Hillary's like, this is the one. You know, I'm going to be bossy about please it. please do that? I'm so in. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yes. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like... My life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Nothing is more fun for me than decorating, whether it's like I've moved, I have to go on location somewhere, or my friends are moving. I just want to design people's houses. (laughs) It's happy. And you know, like a place goes from just being you know, like a box you live into a home. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring that mm. vision to life. I can attest to this personally. I am on this site all the time finding amazing things for my home. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. No matter your style or budget, there is a Waberhood in every zip code brought to life by everyone who makes their home truly their own with Wayfair. A huge selection of home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. Everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedroom and more. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. And they'll even help you set it up. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I've had um, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes Mm -hmm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it Mm -hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more. I do too. I totally agree, especially because... 
therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week where I really focus on my self-care. It's like, I think of it as a, you know, gym for my brain and my heart. And it's so important Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself in that way. And like you said, Joy, you can't always unburden on your friends. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't talk about what's going on with us because we feel guilty asking somebody to help us work through something. But that's literally a therapist's job. And I think that's why it works so well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash drama today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drama. Oh gosh, I'm so excited whenever we get these offers. I love using my coupons that I virtually clip out for Thrive because they have all these options of things that I can't find in my local grocer. And the one thing everyone has to do is grocery shop, right? So why not do Mm -hmm. it from the comfort of your couch? And for me, that's where Thrive Market comes in. Totally agree. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and my household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online and then quick ship to my doorstep huge time saver. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And I use their online filters to suit my lifestyle needs. So whether you're looking for organic kids snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks to make simpler, healthier swaps. Not only do we all save time shopping as Thrive Market members, but I love that I save money on every single grocery order. I mean, on average, it's over 30% savings every single time. Whether that's pantry staples, like you said, like, you know, peanut butter and coconut oil, or I am getting the gluten-free snacks I'm actually supposed to be eating. It really (laughs) makes a big difference. (laughs) When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. So save time and money. Shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash drama for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash drama. Thrivemarket.com slash drama. I spent the first trimester of my pregnancy with Gus in Puerto Rico. And if you're going to be sick and grumpy and tired, it's such a beautiful place. Like it really (laughs) fixes a lot. It really is. I shot a movie there and I shot my first commercial there when I was 14 years old. It was so fun. And I've been back three times since then. Uh, My cousin used to live there and it's just a fabulous place. I love it. I learned this word from Gina Rodriguez who is probably the biggest Puerto Rico fan of all of us. Boricua <laughs> is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than just a name. It's a way of life. It's a representation of the spirit of the island, you know? The unique Boricua spirit infuses the music and welcoming spirit of the island in Puerto Rico. If you can hear the music, you're invited to the party. Mm. Sometimes it's salsa, sometimes it's plena, sometimes it's reggaeton. No matter what the rhythm is calling to you, when you hear it, it's always time to dance. All I want to do now is dance with y'all. Let's go. (laughs) Well, 
In Puerto Rico, you can't step outside without hearing music. Puerto Rico has renowned bars and nightlife and a welcoming spirit. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Do you remember when we all went and saw Wicked? Yeah. Oh, my God. <gasps> It was right around this time. It was when we were mm-hmm. going back and forth for MTV. Mm-hmm. And we all went, and I don't even remember what theater it was at. It was the original cast. It was Christian Chenoweth. Yes. And it, it was, was Dina And uh, we, it wasn't just the three of us. We had uh, a bunch we had of James. people came. We ha- yeah, we had a lot of cast members. Everybody went. And we had those uh, center orchestra <gasps> seats. Oh, my God. I mean, those seats were unbelievable. It was amazing. It was I so amazing. I saw Wicked in San Francisco before they had come to Broadway because I had read the book and heard they were making a musical out of it. I was so excited because I was a huge fan of the book um, and Gregory Maguire's previous books, Politically Correct Bedtime Stories, which is hysterical if you've never read it. Um, And I I fell in love with Wicked. Then I heard they were making a Broadway show, so I followed it. And then uh, I I went to San Francisco to see this preview with Kristen Chenoweth Mm. and Adina Menzel. And when I got there, the performance, Kristen had been in a, a, a fender bender or some kind of car accident where she was hurt and she was wearing a neck brace no, as stop. Glenda and she had stop. a rhinestone <gasps> no. uh, choker around the she's neck perfect. brace. I mean, the scene where she's like supposed to, toss, you know, toss. doing she's popular toss, and she's toss. like, yeah, toss, toss. She's like shaking her hair and she's, her whole body's just like, <laughs> oh, like tossing. So cool. Oh my God. The audience was dying. The fact that she worked in this this uh, neck brace into the character and just didn't didn't she wasn't like no I'm gonna stay home and not work I'm like she showed up <laughs> you sound just like her. <laughs> <laughs> she showed up and performed even in this neck brace as Galinda and we were yeah I mean she is such a pro man wow. you guys I I'm gonna her. admit something oh. to you Gus and I listen to Broadway radio when we drive to school when we drive to the city all the time us too Maria all the time <sighs> and when they play. Um, change for good like i think about you two every time i hear that song and i cry and i've like taken video of it sometimes i'm like i'm gonna send this to them and then i chicken out because i'm like no i'm being like too sentimental i'm being too like whatever when they sing that duet i think about the group of us like taking the escalator into the theater you know because it's like you know, right there in the middle of Times Square. And so you take this escalator and I just think about all of us being so tentative with each other in that first season and where we're at Mm. now. And it makes me weep. Like, I feel, I remember that when we were in Wilmington when the show was so popular and we had the soundtrack in our cars and all three of us would sing to each other. We would sing that uh, loathing, unadulterated loathing. loathing. Oh my God. Remember? And Sophia, we would sing popular in the car. We would all like sing along to popular oh that was the oh my show god. man it was so good that, oh. that was such a good show joy you need to do a show that's a big joy, huge no duh um joy needs to do a show and i almost feel like at some point not necessarily next because we still have a lot of our own castmates to bring in but y'all we have nine seasons of this show to watch uh-huh. i feel like maybe at some point we should do a slumber party that's wicked themed and Ooh. invite the ladies Let's invite Kristen. <gasps> Let's invite Adina. Ooh, like, why not? Yes. They that are drama so queens. Like, oh, I mean, are they ever? The, the, the OG. queens. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Okay, wait. Should we start talking about our show again? Ah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the, the, the kind singing. of 
genesis of Joy singing in the show. Mm -hmm. um, Joy, I've heard you tell the story about how they figured out you were a singer at like conventions. But for the, you know, 300,000 other people that haven't been to one of our conventions that listen to these podcasts, yeah. how did sure. how did they figure that was your button to push? Hmm. Anyone who spends longer than a day with me will realize that I sing unconsciously. Like I, I will walk around singing. It's a it's a comfort for me, and I just do it. Uh, I think growing up as an only child, there was just some kind of. I feel like there's another person there. Something <laughs> really sad like that. Maybe that's why I talk to myself so much. Ooh, hey. We're finding out all kinds Joy. of interesting things. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> I know. So I sing to myself. It's like having a little radio with me. And I, you know, it's just a little ha habit that I have. And uh, when we were filming one of the scenes on the rooftop, the golf cart, golf course rooftop, it was on the top of a parking deck. And uh, so I would go down on the second levels. I'm also, because I'm an introvert, it's hard for me to stay on set with everyone all day long and I'll be on set, but then I tend to get really overwhelmed by all the people and I need to go find some place to be alone, um, which often drives our PAs and ADs crazy because they're like, where the hell is We got Joy? eyes on Joy. We got eyes on Joy. <laughs> so, so, if, if we don't know where Joy is. If there's a piano in the building, she's at the piano. If there's a craft mm -hmm. table near the building, she's at the craft table. Yeah, safe spaces, um, babe. And if there's neither of those things, good luck. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> under a desk somewhere. She's in a corner. Look in the corners. <laughs> I just saw you post a video in a treehouse on your last movie set. <laughs> That's right. I found a treehouse. I'm always off. Oh, I've learned now to communicate. This is where I'll be. Um, but anyway, I was I was in the uh, in the golf course parking deck set and I went down to a lower level and the acoustics are great in parking decks if you're a singer mm -hmm. you know this and so I just started singing I was probably singing Wicked or some great show that was out um Aida and uh Aida oh don't get me started oh. on Aida girl <laughs> every story okay 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 anyway um so we parking deck parking deck parking deck so we're in the parking deck and uh Mark and some other people are driving by on their little golf carts and they pull up and um, uh, hear me singing. And um, and then he asked me when I was on set, he's like, was that was that was you singing, huh? I said, yeah. And he's like, do you want to sing on the show? And I was like, uh, I yeah, I guess I guess so. Sure. <laughs> and me being stupid, I was so stupid. And like, is it going to confuse people? And like, I, maybe I should have two separate careers. And I don't know if I want to like bring my singing into Hollywood and I'm still a New Yorker and like I feel like a musical theater person and so you know emo. Like, such an emo you know artist so <laughs> dumb so dumb so I didn't embrace it as much as I wish I had but um I was glad to do it and we had fun and I'm I'm glad that they wrote that in and it became an interesting thing for Haley as yeah. obviously as we went down the line I got to go on tour and um write my own stuff and have it on iTunes. It was, it was cool. It was really cool. And I got a recording contract with Epic yeah. Records. I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff came from that. So yeah, mm. that was neat. Really it makes neat. me wonder what they would have done with Haley if the singing thing wasn't there. You know what I, I mean? Know. It's so integral to who she is. Totally. Yeah, I really don't know. That would be interesting to find out. I mean, I kind of feel uh, like they didn't really know what to do with Haley, especially watching these last few episodes. I mean, she was like the whitey of the kids. She popped in and would like give advice. <laughs> Camilla, I love it. Camilla, we needed one of us who wasn't a complete 
just <laughs> twirling yeah. mess. I Haley is my favorite character watching everything back because mm-hmm. she is what I want girls to be. Like the boundaries, yeah. you know, this the security that mm-hmm. I think when we were doing the show, I didn't necessarily clock that because we weren't having a conversation about like how girls protect themselves and how you mm-hmm. move throughout the world in a way that is open, but not, you know, you're not prey for people to like pick yeah. off. Uh, Haley really embodies that. Like if George goes the Haley route, I'm good with it. Let's yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, we want to talk about the Karen Jake connection because that was, <gasps> I loved I this so much. I loved seeing her light up when he said mm-hmm. she's my daughter and mm-hmm. recognizing a kindred spirit and another kid that she could help out. Oh, mm-hmm. broke my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's interesting what Moira in that scene as Karen was able to convey. She didn't say a word, but the way she reacted and then as he was talking, made a face and they stayed on her like mm-hmm. the editors stayed yeah. with her. And I, I almost felt like I could hear her inner dialogue of, oh, you're a single parent, too. Yeah. It was so pure the way she saw him. And then the crib at the end. Yeah. That's what Paul was saying when Paul was on our show last week. And he was saying what's great about Moira. She's always thinking. And that's mm-hmm. so interesting to cut to as an editor. You want to cut to the person that's thinking. Whether they're talking and thinking or just sitting there listening and thinking. And mm. that's what Moira does. That's a perfect example. I liked, mm. you know, if the idea that Karen has moved through this town with this cloak of shame, you know, she's like the scarlet letter in town. Yeah. Mm. If <sighs> the freedom that comes with knowing you're not the only one is is really helpful. We went through that mm. with the whole Me Too thing. It's like wait, I'm not the problem. I'm not the only one. And so Mm -hmm. it would be interesting if it were like a high school girl that Karen were connecting with, like cool story. But the fact that it's a boy that she's already recognized, like this is a really good kid. I'm hiring him because I think he's a good kid. He's nice to my son. He's good on the basketball team. He's responsible. And oh my God, he did the same thing I did. For an adult to get validation from a kid Mm -hmm. is, yeah. I mean, that's, Cool. And I wonder if there's a layer deeper as well. It just strikes me as you're saying this, Hill, because the story, the stereotypical story we always hear is that a young girl gets pregnant and then gets dumped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here is a young boy. Somewhere his girlfriend had a baby, but he's the dad. He stayed. I wonder if there's something underneath it, something unconscious or subconscious that makes Karen love him even more as a as an upstanding young man because he chose to stay and do the work. Baby, everybody loves Jake, even Karen. Oh. <laughs> like he is just <laughs> George Clooney. Oh, God. Damn it. Clooney. Damn it, George. Stealing Stole our guy. Ryan yeah. away from us for a great job. <sighs> um okay, Brian uh sorry, uh Brian Greenberg, what the Jake, God, you can call him whatever Um, you want to call him. I can. (laughs) He makes everybody flustered, ladies. See, (laughs) 
What is his name? Cute boy with the bangs. Cute boy. With the bangs. If anyone uh, (laughs) wants to message his wife, Jamie, and tell her how much we love her too, she is the cool. He deserved like a really cool wife, and he certainly got one. Um, But there was no shortage of Greenberg crushes back in the day. For sure. It's really fun, though, when you you can giggle with your friend about how much everyone was in love with him as a kid everyone. and then go yeah and you grew up and now we're all kind of in love with your wife yeah <laughs> She's a well, well done dude yeah that tracks um, well done but jake jake calls karen miss Rowe, and then she says oh. karen call me karen please and i have a this is kind of an off topic off topic question but um did you guys grow up calling adults mr <laughs> and their last name mrs and their last name or just oh, yeah. their first name well, I'm Not Southern, so it was like, you know, Me too. Mr. Kevin or yeah. that's, that's uh, Miss Shirley, you know, like yeah, Miss Lori. Oh. Yeah, because I I guess in Texas, I was it was always the last name and maybe that was just the circle. But in New Jersey, it was definitely always the last name. Oh, yeah. Mr. And, Mr. and Mrs. You know, Jordan or whatever it was. You just never said your yeah. first name. Oh, my gosh. It would be so disrespectful. But here mm-hmm. and now in California, and maybe it's a West Coast thing, Sophia. I don't know how you grew up. But here, it's I, Maria has two friends that call me Miss Lens, and everybody else calls me Miss Joy. But I yeah. won't. I don't. I, she has one friend that calls me Joy. Oof. And I, but, but I've known her since they, they, she was in kindergarten, and- I don't know. It doesn't bother me. It's it's like mm. whatever. Bunch of hippies, she's like, man. She's like family. I Calling grownups by their first name. I know. <laughs> I know. I remember. I, I will say, I, and maybe it's because you know my parents are from you know the East Coast and Canada. I, I don't know, but it was very you know Mister, Mrs., Miss. Oh, last name. Okay. But I had a friend in high school whose parents insisted mm. on being called by their first names and their kids called them by their first names. Their kids oh. that I went to school with didn't even call them mom and dad. Aww. It was a first name. So it was like, it was more that, that was partners. their family quirk. <laughs> yeah. They were like, the, you, you are the CEO. Rent. You are the, yeah. <laughs> I'll drive you to school. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's funny because no, I didn't, I didn't really ever do that. But I do see more of that trend that you're talking about, Joy, where, you know, friends, kids would, you know, they'll call me Miss Sophia. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm okay oh, that's with that. precious. It sweet. makes me feel like an elementary school teacher. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. I, I don't like the joy. There's only one girl that I allow her to call me Joy. And it still irks me a little bit. Begrudgingly? I love her so much. And, it looks begrudging. Yeah, it's begrudgingly. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, She's right. squinting, you guys. She's squinting like, right this now. this little girl. <laughs> I love her so much, though. And I feel like... It's, yeah. it's at this point, it would be so strange to ask her to be more formal with me. So I'm just like, it's fine. Whatever. I love you. Class it up. You can't rewrap that present. No. Right. <laughs> well, like when we were growing up too, the other thing that you did was you called people aunt and uncle, even though they weren't your aunt and uncle. Yeah. Like neighbors yeah. were always like, you know, aunt and uncle. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. You got to call grownups grownups. I was the needy yeah. kid that called other people's parents, like mom and dad, just be, to like be funny. I'd be like, Dad, I'm home. And they'd be like, oh, Kimmy Gibbler's here. Like, gross. <laughs> Get her out of here. <laughs> Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like... 
my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. I spent the first trimester of my pregnancy with Gus in Puerto Rico. And <gasps> if you're going to be sick and grumpy and tired, it's such a beautiful place. Like, it really <laughs> fixes a lot. It really is. I shot a movie there, and I shot my first commercial there when I was 14 years old. It was so fun. And I've been back Three times since then, uh, my cousin used to live there and it's just a fabulous place. I love it. I learned this word from Gina Rodriguez, who is probably the biggest Puerto Rico fan of all of us. Puerto <laughs> is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than just a name. It's a way of life. It's a representation of the spirit of the island, you know? The unique Boricua spirit infuses the music and welcoming spirit of the island in Puerto Rico. If you can hear the music, you're invited to the party. Mm. Sometimes it's salsa, sometimes it's plena, sometimes it's reggaeton. No matter what the rhythm is calling to you, when you hear it, it's always time to dance. All I want to do now is dance with y'all. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Puerto Rico, you can't step outside without hearing music. Puerto Rico has renowned bars and nightlife and a welcoming spirit. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? So I saw that Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now online and in-store. I love that. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. I really appreciate that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to AAPI scholarships. AAPI is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. So join us by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support AAPI scholars and educational nonprofits. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Do you know that this has been a tradition in my family for many years? Uh, my mother used to love pecan sandies from Keebler. She Aww. would bring them home and I would find her in the kitchen taking a little nibble on a stressful day. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. I've adopted it myself. I love coming home and just taking a moment to step away from all the daily expectations and enjoy a little, little Keebler sandy. Listen, you know I love a snack break, and Keebler Sandies are perfect for that. They are buttery shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, Joy's favorite pecans, and almonds. Mm. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The delicate sweetness, the buttery flavor, the crumbly texture. They make Keebler Sandies the perfect pairing with your coffee or tea. Whether you're enjoying Keebler Sandies as an afternoon snack, serving them at a party, or simply indulging in some me time, they are a classic shortbread cookie that brings simple pleasure to every bite. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie and enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. I thought it was strange that, that she was specifically asking him to call her Karen, but maybe somebody in a writer's room. Because he's a hot young dad. She's like, how old are you, Jake? That's right. You just call me Karen. She's like, it turns out I'm no longer in love with Keith and I'm on the market. In 10 years, I don't want you to think of me as Miss Karen. I just want you to think of me as Karen. I feel like if Greenberg would have stuck around the show, they would have gone that route with him. I would not have been surprised if he hooked up with a teacher. Would have loved it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what's interesting, though? As comical as it is, there is this rift, you know, we're all now fantasizing about Karen and Jake. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it deserves an asterisk because don't forget, you know, Brian Greenberg was 23. This is yeah, okay. Yeah, he was like Not well an actual adulthood. high school kid because, you know, someone will write that comment. Um, but but we do. We have this big rift with Karen and Keith. Yeah. And God, that scene at the end. I forgot about this. You know, none of us were in it. So it's not like we would remember filming it. When Keith is trying to get a bank loan mm. and it's, it's the cycle of what p- keeps people in situations of financial insecurity mm-hmm. that we as a society are really having now. We understand it. We have the transparency. We can analyze the data. You weren't really doing this then. And, and watching it now really like, I don't know, guys, it just broke my heart seeing that woman, you know, the actress hired to play the gal at the bank who says, well, your monthly earnings are not that high and what your mortgage would be doesn't really, she essentially said it doesn't make us feel secure to give you a loan and yeah. you just withdrew your life savings. Yeah. And he says, yeah, but I had to pay medical bills. My my nephew was in an accident. And she's kind of like, mm, Sorry, Them's that the sounds breaks. like a you problem. <sighs> yeah. And so many people in our country go through this and go through versions of this and and like the numbers out there, you know, the, the staff that gets thrown around a lot now is that the average American is a $400 emergency away. Oh my God. From going bankrupt or becoming homeless. We just saw yeah. that during the pandemic, you know, <sighs> the despair yeah. that, that comes after a rejection like that mm. impacts so much of your life. And we're, you know, we know what's coming up for Keith a little bit. We know that he yeah. will spiral and it's sad to watch the beginning stages of that. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. And when someone who does have a wonderful work ethic and mm-hmm. who does just try to show up and do their best doesn't get the help that they really need and honestly would absolutely deserve. Like if Keith got that loan, he would prove that he deserved it. Yeah. And Would he? Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe not because it's a TV show and writers love drama, so they might have torpedoed him anyway. But I, I realize that right now I'm <laughs> really leaning into Keith as a real person. And I'm like, he absolutely yeah. would have paid them back, guys. 
I don't know. Keith strikes me as the kind of guy who's not great with money and would have like made some bad choices because he seems like he's constantly running into whatever his demons are that create mm. uh, problems in his life where he can't ever quite get on top of them. Mm. I mean, I feel like that's a, a pattern established with him. Yeah. Yeah, they did definitely put that. They put that hat on him. That was sort of the character. Which is super Jimmy. real. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't know how to handle money because they're just afraid of it. Especially like talk about dissecting a character. If you look at a guy like him who I don't I don't know what his story was growing up with with Dan, which actually Hi Georgie. <gasps> you guys hi. George has entered the chat. Do you want to say hi, hi to everybody? Here, come here. Say hey girls. Hi girls. Okay. Hi, lady. Look at this mop of like a 1920s curl. She's got joy hair. She's got like the Uh, big curly joy hair. Look at that bright (gasps) smile too. Hi, Hi, baby. Are you going to be on a TV show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I miss it when their their voices are like this. Honestly, she'll make herself, we call it her Clint Eastwood stare. She'll just sit in front of the mirror and make herself cry and like squint at herself. And I'm like, girl, get that oh at me. Get that oh at me. <laughs> I'll never forget towards. talking about how hard it was to like get to tears on set. And Joy, you were like, well, don't you just do this? And you like showed me this thing and you just held your eyes and then you just had these big tears dripping down your face. And I was like, oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Are you serious? And you were just like, oh, you have to learn this. And I was like, ah, how to, who are you, you magician? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, maybe, do you think you sat in front of the mirror like George and practiced when you were a little wee one? No, I couldn't cry. I couldn't cry my, like, really? almost my entire adolescence and teenage years and the first Two years I was first year and a half I was on the soap. I absolutely could not muster tears. It was like I had a huge emotional block. Um I I would I would shove I spent so many years shoving tears down when I was in high school mm. and when I was in middle school. Um, because I just didn't want I wanted to be tough. I didn't want anybody to ever see me cry. Totally. Sometimes I would let it go if I was totally alone and nobody was around. But otherwise, I just got really good at like feeling the emotions come up to about my throat and Mm -hmm. using my entire body to just shove it all the way back down. I don't like that. And no, it was terrible. And then when I went to act and I was, I was trying to perform and, and cry and do a scene where I was sad or audition or something. I just could never, I could never cry. Couldn't do it. Even when I was, I did that Stephen King movie when I was yeah, 14. Oh my God, Joy. I was so jealous. <laughs> I was so jealous. <laughs> there was a scene at the dinner table I was supposed to cry and I couldn't do it. And I was like, can can we just have somebody stick a pin in my foot under the table while I'm doing this scene so that I can, it'll like make me tear up. And they did, they wouldn't actually, I was like, no, like stick me in the foot with the pin, like stick me. And they wouldn't do it. There was some insurance. They're like, this 12 year old is method. She's serious. <laughs> um, we cannot end without talking about Sophia crying in the mall because you did such. So good. Okay. Crying in the mall and then chewing Peyton's ass at the end of the episode. Powerhouse performances, babe. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That mall, we all kind of remembered that mall as being a not fun day at work. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. What was your side? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, you pointed, and I was like, which one of Oh, us? yeah, no. On my computer screen, <laughs> I, you're there. <laughs> I um, I just remember I was actually still so nervous because I, I was like, 
I don't know how to cry unless I'm really upset. Mm. So, so the sort of like, God, I just think about it. I'm like, what do we do for a living? Just like emotionally manipulate ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, sidebar. Yep. Um, but I, I was really struggling and I have a hard time, which I realize makes my choice of a job super weird. I don't love to be looked at, especially mm-hmm. by strangers. It like, it, it, it is the thing that creates a lot of social anxiety in me. And I remember that day because I had to sit on that bench mm-hmm. in one of the hallways of the mall in Wilmington and you guys approached from the, the rotunda where the carousel was. Oh, yeah. And you like came down toward me, you know, down the hallway and you guys were going to walk up. And it's the whole, you know, Brooks crying about Lucas breaking up with her. Haley realizes that Lucas and Peyton haven't told Brooke and she's pissed. Peyton knows she's caught. It's this it is a true triangle moment. But when the cameras were pointed at me and you guys were on the other side, they couldn't close the mall. They, they, they didn't like close the hallways. Mm-mm. So by the time we got to my coverage, hundreds of people were behind you guys. <sighs> Just like looking and reaching and pointing and taking pictures. And, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, because everybody had called their friends by, the, by that time. Oh, like God. we'd been there hours. long enough that, yeah, hours. hours that everybody hours was like, come hours. down here. Uh-huh. They're filming One Tree Hill. And it's not that people aren't nice. It's that it's just no. weird to be looked at like a zoo animal. Yeah. And there was no why was there nobody being like like corralling the crowds? We didn't have a lockup. It was season one and they uh-huh. wanted it to be a scene because they were trying yeah. to like convince the network that we were a hit. You know? Mm, like right. yeah. that was on purpose. Yeah, because normally they would lock off a hallway, they would put up some barriers so we could all work in private, and they didn't do that. I think they were like, you know, sending pictures back to LA of like, look how many people showed up. And, And I remember years later, you know, how nice it would be when we all were working at Karen's, and everybody was super cool. I will say our fans are are generally so respectful. People would line up across the street. We could go over at lunch and take photos and kiss babies and say, hey, this was just so close, and we were so, I mean... This was my first job. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just so scared. And the the way it felt to have hundreds of faces staring, yeah. I couldn't get there. Oh, you did, though. Eventually, did. I did. And and I will say, it's, it's so interesting to realize how much we all love each other's characters, but also our own. Like, God, yeah. I go hard in the paint for Brooke Davis. <laughs> and I was just like looking at this little baby girl, like sobbing. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for Aww. her. That was really. She just doesn't know. It was so good. Such a good scene. It was so raw and real and mm. vulnerable. And then, you know, the way Thanks. you turned it around when you came into <gasps> Peyton's room, when well, you showed up knows. unannounced and just walked in because this girl who lives alone never locks her door. And you walked in her bedroom and just just you just gave it to her and and you knew the whole time too that's what was so interesting you didn't let her have yeah. it at the hospital you mm. held on to it for like a day mm. or two I yeah think. why didn't Peyton I, wait for Brooke to like drive her from the hospital you know what I mean like Peyton just I like know. bolted that was so rude <laughs> what's interesting to me though is because remember in the beginning when when there's the scene with with you guys in the bedroom where Peyton and Lucas are in the bedroom and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Does Brooke find out oh, on the webcam? Yes. Like, I didn't remember. I wasn't sure. And when she goes in to check on Lucas and comes out and is pissed. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. why is she so pissed? Right. I was right. like, oh, she turned around and saw that computer. The computer's in the shot when she walks yeah. in there and turns around. And I was like, it's the webcam. Oh, no. And I think there's something really interesting. I'm realizing now this was a great job done by the writers 
Because Peyton has said to Lucas, I'm not going to do this. Like, this is my history with my best friend since I was nine. And he says that kind of shitty thing where he's like, oh, you know, we're not going to betray her any more than we have. And you just like hold the line. And again, writing, everybody relax. But (laughs) the writers did a thing where they really leaned into the history of these two girls, which I think informed the rage that Brooke comes in the room with. Because she doesn't go to Lucas and say, off. I can't believe you hooked up with my best friend. She's like, you're my best friend and you did this thing behind my back. And like, you didn't tell me. And that's what changes everything. And it's like, oh, oh, God, because it how hard would it be to tell your best friend that you're in love with their boyfriend? Oh, my God. But to Brooke, she's like, there's a right and there's a wrong. And this was wrong. And oh, man, I had to really bring I had to bring a lot of um, pent up anger into that scene. (laughs) And it was boiling. I have a question about Peyton's hair. Because oh you have, so no, listen, you have beautiful hair. You have big, beautiful curls. And I, we saw them for sure in the pilot and like several times throughout the first few episodes. And the, I know there was a lot with humidity, but I was just wondering what the, like, it's, it changed so much. It was like, yeah. the cur- I loved the curls in the beginning. And sometimes your natural curls showed up and then sometimes they were um, crafted curls. And I just wasn't sure. I never asked. And I was, I don't know. It just occurred to me to ask you. Peyton's hair goes Mm. on a journey. You guys, uh, this whole series, Peyton's hair is a journey. And what I love is that (laughs) Miley Cyrus has that like bleach blonde mullet right now. And I'm like, it's season two Peyton. (laughs) (laughs) It validates me. No. So the humidity was a big deal. And then doing my hair every single day, Every mm-hmm. single scene, you know, what you didn't see behind the scenes is there was like a butane uh, curling iron that mm-hmm. in order for my hair to match, they would have to use that butane curling iron to wrap it after every single setup. But why didn't they just use your natural curl? Because it quit. It quit. They would like you'd what? put gel in it or you'd put stuff in it to get it to scrunch up. We didn't have all the... Nice serums and things that we have now. Back then, it was like LA Looks gel, you know? And nice throwback. Wow. Girl, come on. I'm OG. Um, It would suck up the humidity, straighten out, and then they'd wrap it. And, you know, it just started falling out in clumps. Also, oh, God. I was a disaster, guys. My hair was just like falling out in clumps. which is fine, you know. It you always looked beautiful, and you all. Mm-hmm. It was just always so. It was like I never quite knew what I what I was going to see with your hair, like which hairstyle it was going to be. And I yeah. mm-hmm. I liked those crafted curls. I liked your natural curl. I liked your cuts. I thought it always you always had something really cool going. I liked that short uh, bob yeah. that you the did. bob was my favorite. That was a good I one. Loved the bob. Yeah, it was cute. Oh, I did a bob once. It wasn't good for me. I think I liked your bob so much. And then Victoria Beckham got a bob. And I was like, I want a bob. And then I was like, oh, no, I've made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I've made made a terrible mistake, and it's going to take four years to undo it. I felt that when I did that bob in season eight, I think. You did. You looked good. Yes. I don't know. Hey, hey, before we get into superlatives, I just want to mention that one line that made us all gasp when Lucas finds out that Dan saved him from Keith. And says, Mm. what am I supposed to do with this? I feel like that Mm. is the overarching message of this whole episode. Because it's either Karen saying, where am I supposed to, what am I supposed to put this? Peyton with her feelings, where am I supposed to put this? Brooke, you know, like everyone is kind of thinking that same thing. Where am I supposed to put this? 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chad did a good job of it's delivering beautiful. that line. I, I felt bad yeah. for him there. He really did. And you know what else I liked too, is that he takes that energy of where am I supposed to put this and puts it into his retort when Lucas responds to Karen and says, I don't get it. Dan does one good thing and you cut him slack and Keith makes one mistake and you shut him out. Yeah. Ooh, that one, that cut deep for me too, because you realize where people put their feelings and how they feel them doesn't always make sense. And it is messy. I feel that a lot in my life. Where am I supposed to put this? What do I Where do am I supposed this, to know? put this? Yeah. Know. I'm curious where Brooke's going to put all that anger in the God, next episode. I'm, I'm not scared. Lie. Frankly, I'm scared. <laughs> I know. And what's Haley going to say? Because Haley's been the one who's, who always says, what are the two of you doing? And yeah. this is the only episode where Haley realizes what's going on in that mall scene. And then we don't hear her give it to someone and i'm like oh is it coming big next week because i don't remember but if it is i'm excited to it see wasn't it wasn't her place i think it was just like well i'm wah, wah. This is awkward. This is awkward yeah i can't wait to see what happens next week Ooh. um all right let's uh should we spin a wheel i want to spin no, that yeah. wheel dun, 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 dun. joy we need you to write a song for this like just a little <laughs> musical ditty for the wheel spin <laughs> spin the wheel spin the wheel <laughs> All right, the winners who would marry a celebrity, most likely to marry a celebrity. I mean, let, that we shouldn't even do that in real life because that's weird. Um, it is that's weird. weird. Let's do which character is most likely to marry a celebrity? Rachel, right? Yeah, I that's mean, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's that's a big no duh. Yeah. Yeah. Any of the boys? She- we have a girl. Do we have a boy that is most likely to marry a celebrity? Why do I think it's Mouse? Because he's so freaking lovable. Because he's just the most lovable person. I feel like, you know, who yeah. like, like who's the? Oh, I know who would marry who's a celebrity. The girl? Jake Jagelski and ditch us in season two, and then that's <laughs> right. That's right. Oh my god, I love it. Wait, and guys, we have cute listener questions this week. One came from an anonymous fan, and I kind of think Hillary, you nailed it. This person said, what is a song that will randomly play? And you immediately think of a scene in One Tree Hill. I, I feel like it's when the Wicked soundtrack comes yeah. on and we think about each other. Yeah. Aww. I yeah. mean, that that soundtrack really hits hard, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Those women singing at each other like, man, we fought a whole bunch, but I love the hell out of you. I oh, love yeah. you. Yeah. That's us. Is Done. there is there a song that makes you think of a scene like like Joy? Now, when you hear Sarah McLaughlin, do you think of season one Haley, or is that not a thing? And maybe that's just for me. When I hear <laughs> that song, I do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, no, I mean some of the other stuff I sang later on. I think I remember hmm. the song that will randomly play and make me. I mean, always the switch the Switchfoot song. Dare you to move? Yeah, oh, that. I mean that one always gets me. Um, and of course, our theme song. And uh, yeah, no, I think it's that Switchfoot song is the one that really reminds me more than anything else. You so guys, do you have one? <sighs> it's not necessarily just a song, but yeah, very similarly, if Dare You to Move comes on, obviously, anytime I hear Gavin, I start to giggle, which is weird yeah. for people who are with me who don't necessarily, <laughs> you know, when you hear a song like playing in the background and no one else has noticed it yet. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. laughing. Hyper and people aware. Are like, what? I'm like, do you hear it? Do you hear it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think there are certainly songs that were 
big deals. I mean, my God, do you guys remember when Kid Cudi came and played at Trick? Like that first record he released, I couldn't hear a Kid Cudi song without thinking about all of you. That's not what lasts for me now, but there's always been moments where certain songs have hit on our soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I would say that Tegan and Sarah song, Don't Confess, is one for sure. Mm -hmm. And then Peyton has a conversation with like Ellie in season three where she talks about the song she hates the most is Mm. I think Celebration because it's the song that was playing in the hospital when her mom died. And like, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And on even if it's not, anytime I hear that song, I'm like, Peyton's mom died. Like, it ruined oh. the song in real life. Oh, my God. Oh, no. yeah. Celebrate good time. Come on. Come. Yeah. Ruined. Oh, we need to reclaim that song for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next slumber party. I, truly, we're having a dance party. All right, Joy, yes. this question's for you. How much of a hand did you have in Haley's music? Did you write the songs yourself, co-write, or was it something the network handed you and you had to put your vocals to? No, I wrote my own songs. Yeah, she did. Yeah, some of them were good. Some of them were not good, but you know, <laughs> they, let me, they let me sing them on the show anyway. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> I, I kind of want to piggyback Justin's question here because, you know, you said that the first time you sang and you sang the Sarah McLaughlin song, yes. um, they'd given you a CD and they let you pick what you wanted to sing. Yeah. When did it transition from Haley singing covers of popular songs to you joy writing music for Haley. Do you remember? I think it was only that one. And then Halo was something I wrote with Cara Diaguarda. Um, or Cara Diaguardi, I always forget which uh, vowel is at the end of her name. But um, she's a wonderful songwriter. And uh, we got together and worked on on that. I mean, she really wrote that song. I think I probably was like in the room and maybe said a couple things, but that was mostly her. Um, and uh, and then after Halo, I just brought them some of my own stuff. And and I was also, by then, I had a contract with Epic. And so I was mm. doing a lot of my own music there. And uh, we were trying to cross some of that over onto the show. And, yeah, I think I think it was right after Halo. And then I, we did Quicksand, and there was a couple of others. There was the one for the USO mm-hmm. show, the kind of bluegrassy one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I could never quite find my groove, like my niche musically. I was just all over the place because I do love so many different styles of music and I write for so many different genres that um, it actually became a hindrance because I couldn't just pick a lane. So so that's kind of why I think Haley's music was all over the place too. Oh, but then I did, we did We Belong, also that Pat Benatar song. So it was a mix. (laughs) It was a mixed bag. I mean, some of my stuff, some covers. Uh, but they were pretty flexible with me about it. Everybody worked with me and wanted to. Oh, and then we did the one with Tyler. That's right. When the stars oh, go blue. When the stars go blue. Yeah, that's like the biggest one ever. Yeah, it was a mix. All right, you guys. Um, next week, the first cut is the deepest. Oh, my God. Is that the Cheryl <gasps> Crow episode? Cheryl Crow. Yes. Cheryl Crow. Oh, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Oh, all my right. God. We all showed up to work that day. Oh, Cheryl. yeah. Woo. Yeah. Episode 16, season one. Guys, we have done 15 whole episodes together. Hot damn. Oh. I love Happy this. Happy anniversary. Yeah, I love you guys. <laughs> oh my God, we have our learner's permit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right. you so much to the fans for tuning in with us. This has been a really fun ride and I'm excited we have a long road ahead. See you soon. Bye guys. Bye. 
Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth. Or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl. cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, Booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or... Find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Boy, I've spent definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life. And I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate. And having somebody there to just talk through things really makes, it makes the days easier sometimes. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays, and they also stress me out. <laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped, and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut, and I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, <laughs> calm yourself down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie, and I felt better. So all I'm saying is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts, I think you deserve a cookie, too. I agree. Guys, Keeper <laughs> Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies. It's the perfect treat that'll keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Hey, it's your drama queens, and we're here to tell you that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. So let's talk about LifeVac. It is a life-saving airway clearance device, which has saved over 1,500 lives. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac, L-I-F-E-V-A-C dot net and enter promo code DRAMAQUEENS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. Is it hoarding if it's boots? I don't think so. A woman can never have too many pairs of boots. It's the perfect gift for your loved ones and for yourself. So this festival and concert season is all about boots. Everybody has to show up in style. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert with all your friends. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. 
And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.